Osorius, please stand up. The accused is found guilty of culpable homicide. Hmm. We remember that. We all watched. The world watched on TV. All right. Now, good morning, Mr. Cliff Alexander. Good morning, Darren, Sherlin, Sibs, and uh, KFM listeners. Hope you guys are well. So, the man that we're talking to now, this is the Harvey Specter of South African criminal law, right? This is <laughs> this is the man. Now, now, Cliff, look, as I read the timeline, I can understand why everybody's confused and perhaps even some of the, the, the top people working at the prison system are confused. So, just to, just to Brief synopsis, 14 Feb 2013, Oscar Bistorius shoots Riva uh, Steenkamp dead. Then he goes to trial, and we all watched that. 2014, he was sentenced. Then they appealed. And in 2015, he got he lost the appeal, got re-sentenced. The Supreme Court of Appeal added an extra nine years to what the world believed was a very lenient initial sentence. And March, he was uh, supposedly up for parole, March 31 this year. That was denied. I don't think anybody can work out when the trial, actually, when the sentence actually starts. Is that a fair judgment? Yeah, no, it's a fair reading of what you've got there. Darren, you'll remember we last spoke the 31st of March. Um, At the 31st of March, the parole board found that he wasn't eligible as he hadn't served half his sentence. By that stage, as found by the Constitutional Court recently, he'd actually served half of his sentence by the 21st of March. Um, the sentence, that, what the Constitutional Court found, um, should have started on the 6th of July 2016. But the SCA ruled that it actually started on the 24th of November 2017. That was the date of the final judgment. So there's a 16-month uh, month error. Uh, in effect, the sentence, which initially the uh, SEA imposed of 15 years, reduced down to 13 years, five months um, for his detention already served, um, the one year and seven months. Um, if one add, does the maths, what they actually sentenced him to, uh, not taking into consideration that he'd served half of his sentence and uh, was eligible for parole, was in 16 years and four months, to confuse your listeners even more. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm lost already. So, does he get out tomorrow or not? Um, the parole board will uh, attend to the hearing and then they'll consider the normal factors. Um, his conduct in prison, whether he's been a good boy or a bad boy, um, his disciplinary record will indicate what has transpired. His mental health issues, likely to be committing another offence, etc., etc., if he's released, if he's manageable. They've then got two options. Either um, a full parole, what's referred to as full parole, he'll go home. And he'll be monitored or um, day parole where you go out for the day, kind of one, like when we were youngsters, teenage, well, teenagers, in your case, you used to slip out of the window. But you go out for the day, <laughs> and you yeah. come back and spend, uh, spend the evening in prison and go out the next day and you monitor the whole time. So, so, wait, so, so that's the thing. You can be in jail and then you can just go out to the shops in the daytime, go see your girlfriend, but you've got to be back by like curfew. For example, let's say they say four o'clock or three o'clock or five o'clock. That's day parole. Um, but of course, I think that uh, his application will be for full parole, cons- you know, all the facts considered. Um, I think that, uh, and I say this with the greatest respect, correctional services has got egg on their face. 
but that's mm. resultant of their reading of the SEA judgment mm. um, where that was unfortunately incorrect assigned by the Constitutional Court. Okay, so, so he, say if he does get full parole, then what does that mean? Because he would have served what? How much of his time in prison? He would prison? have served more than half, you know, considering that he, half of his sentence was already served on the 21st of March mm-hmm. this year, 2023. He's already exceeded half of his sentence. If he gets um, um, full parole, he goes home and he carries on his life as normal. He is monitored. He does have to check in, etc., etc. He can't change address. Let's assume that he stays with his uncle as, being, as he's being touted. He will be monitored. And because of the high-profile matter, uh, and the attention that has been accorded, I've got absolutely no doubt that he'll be monitored more than, than, than most by Department of Correctional Services. If he gets a job, his address will be given, what he'll be doing, and he may not use alcohol, drugs, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, it's it's very, that- really strict. He doesn't have freedom as we understand it. It's not just go home and carry on with your life. Okay, so I thought, but I thought it was like go home and you're not allowed to leave, uh, you know, the boundary walls uh, of your whatever house. But so you can actually get a job. Uh, you can get a job. Yes, there's nothing precluding you from getting a job. Of course, in arrangements with the Department of Correctional Services, they got your address, they track your movements. Um, if, for example, he doesn't have a job and he is confined to the uh, the premises, the residence, you may, for example, attend religious ceremonies on Saturdays or Sundays. I'm not sure what his beliefs are. Um, there will be exceptions when he can go out. He can, for example, go shopping, etc., etc. Strict timelines will be set and they will be monitored. Monitored. If he sets one foot wrong, there will be consequences for him. And I think he understands that. And I've got no doubt his legal representatives have made him aware of that. They've been very astute. And Cliff, is it um, normal globally, in, in global law, that you get sentenced for murder and you only need to serve half the time? Um, I, I actually think, in, with all due respect, it's probably more lenient in some of the other countries, um, at least term than first world countries. Um, it's quite tough serving half your sentence. For example, yeah, you've got minimum sentence as you rest. So for murder, in the case of Oscar, it's 15 years, but reduced, of course, because of the time that he served. You know, a day in prison, and I say this with a greater respect, it's actually committing crime. It's not worth doing the time. Um, a day in prison is punishment enough. The fact that he spent more than half of his of his time already, it's time wasted. Your life flies by in an instant. Um, you know, it can be equated that various countries have got various laws. You know, we South African law is quite unique, and you know, it's evolved from from Roman Dutch law and and um, and part of Indian law. So we are quite unique. Um, but, mm. You know, and I reiterate, given the nature of the high profile matter um, and all the media attention that it has got worldwide as well as over here, um, he, he will not be able to put a foot wrong. He's still first, of course, got to convince the parole board that he is eligible to be released and that, he, you know, that there will be compliance. And I'm sure that you've seen in the media, and I'm, I know, Darren, that you've actually been following the matter quite a lot, that there have been uh, various allegations made in the, in the media. And sometimes they are, you know, sometimes they're incorrect, sometimes they are correct. Um, mm. The mention was made of a fight about telephone use with another inmate, you know, that'll take, be taken into consideration. Who started it? Was his surveillance footage? What was the punishment that was meted out for him? You know, is, is, can one control him when he's no longer confined to prison? You know, that's one of the questions that will be asked. And the question I've asked you before, but maybe for those people who are confused around the parole process, uh, June Steenkamp, uh, Reva's mother, she will have no influence in terms of the decision from that parole board. 
No, they actually do have a say, and as I understand it, they're not opposing his release. Um, as you know, um, June's husband, um, Barry, unfortunately passed away, and condolences mm-hmm. to the family in that regard recently. I know Barry was quite outspoken and had spoken to the media earlier in the year um, and indicated that he would oppose it, but June has indicated via her legal team that they're not opposing it anymore. They are going to be sending um, a legal representative to read the impact report you know they go and obtain a report from her the officials and um, correctional services officials they'll obtain a report probably already um, compiled by her legal representatives saying what her feelings are and what her opinion is regarding the matter okay mm, okay so um just uh, to sum it all up the process the, the the parole hearing is today tomorrow tomorrow friday yeah tomorrow and and if they say at that parole hearing Okay, Oscar, we're giving you parole. Do they literally say, okay, don't go to that door, go to the main front door, walk out, go home? Is it as, yeah. as quick as that, or does he have to go, no, I don't know, get whatever he's got? Darren, with the greatest respect, anything to do with uh, state services, nothing is quick. I mean, go to the post office or go and, go and stand in <laughs> at home affairs. You're going to learn what's not quick. They'll still, you know, they haven't, they're not preempting their decision. Should they rule that he is eligible for parole, of course, they'll have to put everything in place. I don't think it'll be walking out immediately. They'll set the date, for example, say, by Monday or Tuesday, whatever the case may be. They might also say immediately they might have prepped it if they're being thorough. They prep it both ways, either for for the acknowledging that he is eligible for parole or for a denial thereof. Um, you know, that should okay. be put in place. In, in, in any business, that, that should be put in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that uh, clears up a lot. Thank you. Sir Cliffy Alexander. Darren, it's been lovely chatting to you, uh, Sherlin and Sibs. Hope we chat again. Yes, we will do. Cool. Okay, Cliffy okay. Alexander. He is, as I said, uh, South Africa's top criminal lawyer. He is uh, what you would say, Harvey Specter. Hmm. Okay. Just a there little bit go. more clarity, you know, around this process. It's even outside of Oscar, just as a, you know, just figuring out how this legal system works. Yeah, it's very, very complicated, eh? No, it is.